0: i'm back stock Stories 2023 we're back let's do it baby we're gonna invest better together this year let's get it yeah welcome 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 hello if you are new to the show my name is alex mason your stock storyteller and i'm so happy to be back behind the mic right now it's been a minute y'all i have not released an episode since september of 2022 and i know It's been a long time I have not been idle during this time certainly not there's been a lot of things going on in my personal and professional life that I will be talking about soon but I just felt the need to just hop back on the mic today because I miss you I miss you guys I miss talking about stocks investing in the market and financial freedom in general and that's what I want to talk to you about today so I'm gonna be going over the seven stages of financial independence. This is a concept that I came across years ago from a man named Joshua Sheets. If you're not familiar with him, he runs a podcast called Radical Personal Finance, which is a very good, very in-depth podcast. You should check it out. But he talks about this idea of moving through these phases, and that's what we're going to get into right now. Okay, so phase zero of financial independence is total financial dependence. This is where everybody starts. When we come into this world, we are dependent on other people, we're just babies, we can't do anything for ourselves. And when we're children too, we are incapable of earning money when we're very young, we're just learning the basics of the world. So you're dependent on grownups, you're dependent on your parents, or maybe someone else who took care of you. And that's where we all start. Stage one is financial solvency. This is where you can support yourself without the help or handout from others and you're current on your bills. That's it. So you're just current on your bills. Maybe you have some debt and you're just paying the minimum payments. Maybe you have an apartment or you're able to just buy some groceries and that's it. You're surviving, not necessarily thriving yet, but you're surviving and you're making it work. That is stage one. And this is This transition between stage zero and stage one is often a critical point in our lives because we're growing up to the point of being able to go out into the world, earn money and start paying for things. Moving on from there, you have stage two, which is financial stability. If solvency, step one is the ability to be current on your bills, stability is where you can support yourself financially And you have a little bit of savings. You have just this small buffer between you and the rest of the world. So if something bad happens, like your car tire blows out, or there's a medical emergency, a small one, or something just bad happens, you can absorb the shock of that load at least a little bit. And it doesn't have to be a significant amount of savings, but just some savings where you're able to withstand these things. And remember, we're not talking about investing yet because quite frankly, if you're not past these stages, you probably shouldn't be investing. You should be focused on the basics. Stage three of financial independence is debt freedom. Stage three is debt freedom. Once you've gotten solvency, you've gotten stability, then you move on to paying off your debt because debt takes away from your cash flow. It limits your options and your ability to make financial decisions. Now there's a lot of different opinions on debt. Me personally, I kind of hate debt. I'd rather not have any debt in my life at all. And it's why my wife and I worked so hard to become debt-free. Moving between phases two and three for us was a long journey, a multi-year journey, and it may be for you too. So paying off your debt, is a big deal and it can take a lot, of, a lot of hard work, effort and patience, but it is worth it to be free of those obligations. And so for you, maybe it's just paying off your consumer debt. Maybe it's paying off all of your cars. Maybe it's paying off your student loans. Those are things that will lead you to better places financially because you'll be in a more grounded and strong position financially as well as psychologically. And of course, there's many different opinions on this. A lot of people disagree and say that you should keep all of your debt and just invest your money because you'll earn a higher rate of return. That's a conversation for another day. (laughs) But just know that when you pay off your debt, you increase your options. So that's this stage three, which is debt freedom. Stage four is financial security. Now, how do we define financial security? Well, according to Joshua C's definition, this is the point at which your investment income can pay for your basic bare bones living expenses. So you're not completely financially independent yet, but you also have more than savings. You have some investments at this this phase. And this is really key. Moving from phase three to phase four is very important and it's a leap that many people never make. They never actually invest their money. They may think about investing, they may talk about it, or they may not just think about it at all. But in order to actually gain financial independence, you have to invest. That is, that is absolutely essential. So in order to move from three to four, you have to invest in some way. Maybe it's the stock market through an ETF or an index fund. Maybe you're buying individual stocks. Uh, Maybe you're buying something completely different like bonds or something else. But you are putting aside a portion of your money into investments that will generate some kind of cash for you in the future. And so this is the level where you are able to pay maybe something basic. Maybe you can pay your light bill from your investment income. And that's a really big deal when you get to that point because it's like, oh, wow, like I could actually have electricity in my house in perpetuity without me having to go to work. And that's a very powerful feeling. So once you get to this phase, know that your investments are beginning to work for you, you're just starting to get that momentum. And you want to build on that over time. The journey from stage four to stage five is a long journey for most of us. And it was a long journey for my wife and I. And that's because stage five, is financial independence. This is the point. When you have enough investments that pro- that they can produce enough income and capital gains to pay for your current lifestyle. That meaning you do not have to work for money ever again. And that, my friends, is a beautiful place to be. And I'm very grateful to have reached that place, have an episode on the podcast about a year ago now where I declared financial independence and shared that wonderful, beautiful moment with you all. And thank you so much for, for those of you who reached out to me and you know you were vibing with me in that moment. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. Um, and that is a beautiful moment. Once you get enough investments to pay for your current lifestyle. So we're not doing anything crazy at this point. We're not buying jets. We're not traveling the world. Uh, (laughs) on a private jet or anything like that at, at this point, but you can pay for your rent, you can pay for your food, your groceries, you can pay for your lights, you can pay for some of your basic entertainment desires through your investments. And the reason I say that's typically a long journey is because when you first start getting some investment income back in phase four, that's usually a smaller amount of money but to actually build up to the point where you are paying for your entire lifestyle, I mean, the average expenses in an American family, I think is somewhere probably around $60,000 a year, maybe more at this point because of inflation recently, but that's a significant step up from say getting $60 a year in investment income or $60 a month in investment income. So that's a big leap and it takes a lot of time Or capital, depending on how you go about getting it. And the way that I advocate for all the time on this show is by buying stocks, buying shares of businesses, because you're participating in the growth of productive entities out in the world that you and I interact with all the time. We gladly give our money to these corporations because they have something that we want. And when you become a part owner of the those businesses, you get to reap in the rewards and the benefits. So that is why I'm a huge advocate still for investing in the stock market. And so once you have enough of those investments, you're paying for your current lifestyle, that is financial independence. You can go and quit your job if you want to, you can stay in your job and maybe adjust your living situation or your hours. You can have more freedom to negotiate with how you spend your time. Because at this point, your time is is freed up in a way. Even if you haven't quit your job yet, let's say, you still have that option. (laughs) And it's a beautiful thing to have that option. So that's really what I'm getting at. That's that's really the purpose of why we invest, right? We invest for optionality. We invest to be able to make choices in our lives. A lot of times on this show, we focus exclusively on the technical pieces and on the stories. And I will continue to do that. I have some episodes in the works for you guys coming up soon. But let's zoom out real quick because we're at the beginning of the year. People are goal setting. People are thinking about what are we going to do this year in 2023? And the big picture is to have choices to live the life that you want to live. That's what this is about. That's why we're investing. So when we get to financial independence, when we get to stage five, that is when we can't really use money as an excuse anymore, right? We can't really say, well, that would be great to do this, but I really don't have the time or I really don't have the money. Well, some things, yeah, you don't necessarily have the money to do if there's some huge project. But for many things, for many people's dreams, you would be able to do it if you were able to have a portfolio that provided for your current lifestyle. And you just freed your time up by switching up your job or your career. And that's totally possible. And it's something that I think that is a beautiful thing to pursue and a beautiful thing to obtain. So that is stage five financial independence. It's amazing. And I highly encourage you. If you are on that journey, keep going. I know it's a long journey, but you can do it. You can keep building those investments. You can keep being disciplined. You can keep being patient and over time your funds will rise, and you will be able to see the results of your hard work and your effort and your patience. So be encouraged. Phase six of financial independence is actually beyond financial independence. And when I first heard this, I was like, Wait, are there phases above financial independence? I thought that was it. I thought that was the fullness of the the journey of anything that you can do with your money and personal finances. But no, There are two phases above phase five. And phase six is financial freedom. Now, the way that this is defined, uh, again, according to Joshua Shee's definition, which I agree with, is that this is the phase where you have enough investments to not just fund your current lifestyle, but to be able to fund your big dreams. So all of the things that you always wanted to do in your life, the things that seemed impossible when you were all the way back at phase zero, phase one, phase two, phase three, they're now possible once you get to phase six. And the final phase in this journey is phase seven, what we'll call financial abundance. Now, what is financial abundance? If we're already funding our current lifestyle with our investments, if we already are funding all of the big dreams that we have in our lives, what possibly could you do that's more than that? And the reality is that, as an investor, here's probably what's going to happen, particularly if you're listening to this and you're a young investor and you diligently invest for many years, what's going to happen is compound growth. Your money is gonna grow so much faster than you can even imagine, even at typical rates of return. Once you get past a certain point, even your big dreams will be easily funded by the amount of money that you have. And this may sound, kind of hard to believe, or maybe it's hard to resonate if you're in the earlier phases. But you got to trust me on this. That's just the way that the math works. If you invest for 20 plus years, and, and you have a 20 plus year runway, especially of compounding, then you can get to a place financially, where you you can't spend all of your money, like you literally won't be able to. Um, unless you're entirely reckless, (laughs) and just go crazy. But even in that instance, there are many people uh, in this world, of course, it's a very small percentage of the population, but there are people in this world who make, for example, millions and millions of dollars in a given year. And even with a very high lifestyle, they're not able to spend all that money, it just keeps stacking up. And so at this stage of financial abundance, this is where it's in Incredibly important to focus on stewardship and focus on leaving a legacy. Because if you're not going to be able to spend that money, someone else is going to spend that money at some point in time. You're going to die. You're going to die at some point. Hopefully, it's many, many years into the future when you're an old, old person. And whether you have a will in place, or you have a complex series of trusts in place, or you have nothing in place. The fact is that money is going to go somewhere and it's going to be spent by somebody else. The trick is while you're alive, what do you want to happen on this earth both while you're still here and beyond, once you're once you've gone on to to a higher place? What do you want that money to do? And that's a very powerful philosophical question that you begin to ask yourself that kind of a question once you start to feel in your heart that you have more than enough. And for some people, they may have that feeling all the way back at stage one or two, actually. It just depends on your mentality, on your mind state, but it becomes incredibly important once you've hit stage seven, because you, now you have this material abundance, this material potential of money under your control, under your disposal, that, that's under your stewardship. You're responsible for it. It's yours legally. So that's when it's critical to think about stewardship and legacy. Imagine if you were able to fund scholarships for a thousand high school students every year. Like, wouldn't that be incredible? Or a thousand college students, so they they would never have to know what student debt is like. Or maybe your passion is building water wells in Africa, or maybe literacy, or maybe you have a great passion for funding entrepreneurial activities for veterans or something like that. Whatever that thing is for you, find a way to get involved in that now so that when you get to stage seven and you reach financial abundance, man, you can make some incredible things happen and channel your energy to help make the world a better place. Because remember that this financial journey is far bigger than you and I and just buying stocks here and there to make our own lives better. Of course, we wanna do that. But we want to leave a legacy to help other people. And so I challenge you to adopt that mindset no matter what phase you're in. And once you have it, know that once you get to step seven, you'll be able to channel that energy and that money to make a better society. So to recap really quickly, stage zero, thats total financial dependence, you're reliant completely on other people to provide for you. Stage one is financial solvency. You can get current on your bills. And then stage two, financial stability. Not only are you current on your bills, but you have a little bit of money in savings to act as a buffer for you. And then stage three, debt freedom. You've paid off your debt. You can define that as consumer only debt. You can define it as all debt, whatever you want. And then stage four, this is financial security. Not only do you have a little bit of a buffer, but you have enough investments working for you to pay your basic bare bones living expenses. Stage five is financial independence. And this is where you have enough investments that you can pay your entire current lifestyle without actively working for money. And that's a beautiful place to be. And then stage six, financial freedom, Once you get beyond financial independence, not only are you paying for your current bills with your investments, but you're paying for the things that you want. Maybe you have a higher lifestyle that you want to live. And stage seven is financial abundance, where you have more money than you can possibly spend. And so your focus is on stewardship and legacy. I missed you so much. It feels really great to be behind the mic and behind the camera again So I'm excited for 2023. We're going to study a lot of companies this year. I'm already working on analyses for a couple of stocks. Uh, One that's more of a case study on a failure of a stock and another that's more of a case study on a successful stock, uh, one that I've been buying a lot of. And so I have that to share with you coming up uh, in future episodes and even more than that, that I'll reveal in time. But thank you so much for tuning in to Stock Stories. My name is Alex Mason. I am your stock storyteller and go out there and have a great day, and good luck with your investing journey no matter what phase you're at. I wanna encourage you. You are empowered to do amazing things, not just with your money, but with your life in general.